Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, AfterBuzzers, and welcome to the Demon Slayer After Show. Today, we're talking episodes 13 and 14, and we also have a special segment since it's Father's Day, so stay tuned for who we pick to be some cool anime dads. Uh, we're going to get right into it in a minute, uh, but first let's go around and say hello. My name is Carrie Lane, and we're joined by an awesome panel. We got Ollie. Hey. And Jamie. What's up, guys? Yeah. Um, Jamie, let's have you first talk about, because uh, didn't get to talk about the last two episodes, so 13, 14, we, wrapped, we get to wrap up the Tatsumi, uh, our drum demon, so... Uh, Jamie, what do you think of these episodes? You know what? I I really enjoyed this series. It's such a colorful, beautiful series and so lighthearted. Um, meeting Zenitsu, or at least getting to know his character again, um, that was awesome. Seeing uh, the, the boar demon slayer, um, In- Inosuke, like, I thought he was hot. Okay, <laughs> the blue ombre and the green eyes, and then the, uh, the 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 drum demon. I mean, writer demon, whatever you want to call him. The poor kid, you know, just learning about his backstory was really interesting. But I thought that it was just so unique how you know with the flipping rooms and how they're showing all of these scenes. Um, I was invested the whole time, and I thought it was really cool. So I really enjoyed these two episodes, and I missed you guys last week. Yeah, if we missed you, yeah, we missed you. Uh, Ollie, what did you think of these episodes? I, I, I feel like there's like a reoccurring theme with the, this anime, like all the demons, all the enemies, they have these really touching backstories that make you feel f- feel bad for them and feel for them as just human beings, even though they're demons, but they used to be human beings. So it just goes to show that like everyone has a backstory, even like the most evil person, because it's like that old saying, hurt people hurt people. And so it's like, and then some of these demons probably never even wanted to become demons if you think about it. So it's just really, every time a demon is defeated, you feel something, you feel some some kind of sadness, but also a little, a little bit of like relief because they no longer have to suffer or, you know, like it seems like they, they're struggling with their own demons and their demons themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think that's Mm -hmm. like kind of like a reoccurring theme with some of, some of the demons in general. Absolutely. It makes it far more interesting than if they were just just pure evil, came from an evil place. Right. You feel bad for these monsters. And that's such an interesting dynamic to add to the show, for sure. Uh, so we have episode 13, Something More Important Than Life. Uh, also, we have this as a live chat. If you're watching it live, welcome. Please join us in the chat with your comments. And if you're watching later, comment down below what you thought of these episodes. Uh, don't get ahead. We're only covering 13 and 14. All right. So the beginning we have, yeah, we were talking about Jamie, as you mentioned, the rooms all changing. We have poor Tondro getting tossed around and everything. And he makes an interesting point of using your head, not just your spirit. 
because Tendro, we know, has so much energy and heart and spirit, but he has to think very intelligently of how do you defeat this demon when your room is constantly changing? I mean, you almost get dizzy watching it. Yeah, I mean, but it was still really cool to see. So I was like, wait, where are we going? (laughs) But um, yeah, Tanjiro, I mean, so many anime characters you can just learn from with life lessons. But what I liked was when he's like... um, I think in one of the rooms, he's like hanging from something. He's like, Tanjiro, breathe, Mm -hmm. think, use your mind. And part of me was like, should you use your mind? Should you follow your heart? There's Mm -hmm. so many like deep quotes that we try to follow on Instagram. And they're always sometimes like, (laughs) uh, uh, what's the word? I'm like contradicting. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, but no, I got what he was saying. Like, use your brain, use your training that, you you know, you did up in the mountains and apply it here. You have lives on stake. And I love that he is able to take things so seriously, whereas Zenitsu all more about the window he will literally tap out um so you know i i thought that was really great that he was able to just use his brain to uh, be more effective yes uh got oh there we go we got chandler in the chat says gotta actually think things out not just naruto scream it out (laughs) (laughs) right nice um and then all it kind of touched on what you were saying, how he, you know, the demons have backstories. This is when it leads into go Tendro for actually trying to talk to the demon. I don't know about anybody else, but when, I, when I've always watched movies and stuff, I, I think I would at least try to talk to whatever it is first, maybe before running for my life. But, you know, he's just like, wait, let me talk to it. And he's like, what's he asked even like, what's your name? And that was really different. Ollie, what'd you think of that? It's just interesting. First off, kind of like what Jamie was saying, there's so much to take into account, like using your head. And I, if I was there, I would have been killed because you have to, because <laughs> Tanjiro is like, okay, the right, the right uh, drum makes the room flip this way. The left drum makes it go upside down. <laughs> and then the, the bottom drum makes everything in, go in reverse. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm, he's really freaking smart. So he's definitely using his head and like, there's just something reoccurring with his head. Like, Later mm-hmm. on, jumping ahead, he physically uses his, his mm-hmm. head, but he also is mentally so aware and he's just trying everything that he can to kind of like get through to some of these demons and he doesn't want to kill them, but at the same time, he has to cut their heads off. Um, yeah. But I think it's definitely a different approach that maybe a lot of demon slayers might not do is try to talk to the demon. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. he definitely acknowledges the fact that these demons weren't always demons and that he just wants to try a more... Um, empathetic approach possibly because i feel like he's he really does sympathize with these everyone honestly like every every character regardless of whether they're good or bad oh absolutely because later you know even when he kills the demon our kill guy he says like i i i'm sorry i have to kill you because you're killing other people like i that uh, there's no way around this dude i'm sorry and I love him. Right? He's like, no, I get it. You're a good person, sort of, but I can't forgive you. I was like, respect. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then we get that memory, which is so great. And this poor person, they just wanted to be a writer and just kept getting knocked down. And as creatives know, it just sucks when like you're not getting any respect for your work. And so this guy just wanted some acknowledgement, something. And just the Tsutsumi was his hobby. Now, I have a question for you guys, because I don't really know. And then for the chat and anybody commenting later. So in that memory, the person who we later know is a demon, we do not see the face of the person he's talking to. 
But when Kyogai gets upset, he pulls open his top and there's already a drum there. So was he already a demon or did this somehow push him over the edge? It was kind of a weird moment because he looked normal like a regular human and then his eyes changed and he pulls it open. And I'm like, whoa, why is there already a drum there? So what did <sighs> you think of that? So, okay, because I had to watch the episode twice. Um, I mean, I just do that anyway, but um, okay. When I first saw that scene, I thought he was already a demon because it was like the shadow over his face. And then I watched the second mm -hmm. time. I was like, oh, no, no, he's human. And then he's opening it up and then he kind of transforms. So this could be predictions, but part of me just wants to like put this theory out there because all of these demons under Kibutsuji um, have some sort of insecurity that brought them there. Mm. Maybe he met Kibutsuji. Kibutsuji, you know, during that time where his dad was just being a complete ass, like, I'm sorry, worst father <laughs> of the year award. Yeah. I, I honestly, after like the second insult, you know, let me not do you, but I'm just saying, you know, the family's already broken. He's scattered all his paperwork and all his hard work everywhere. Like his dad clearly, if that was, I think that was his actual father. Yeah. That's what his I kind of didn't like him. And like, it was just insult after insult. Like he just, it was wow. But anyway, I think that he probably maybe met Kibutsuji and Kibutsuji kind of became that father figure maybe. So we don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. And that's why you guys should stay tuned for our predictions because we have so many crazy theories like that, but just putting that out there. I think it's really interesting. Ollie, what are your thoughts? No, I like that. I didn't even think about that until you brought that yeah. up, Jamie. Cause that could be because it's like, okay, he's not getting approval from his father. So he wants to seek out another father figure, you know, just because you have a biological father doesn't mean that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's necessarily like your dad. Yeah, like your dad could be someone that you're not even related to. At, but um, you're just like seeking approval from someone. And so I was like, when I saw this scene, because I watched it today, I was like, not on Father's Day. Not like <laughs> not not the insults. But yeah, it's hard being an artist, whether you're a writer, whether you're a singer, whether you do like physical art, like faces or paintings, mm -hmm. it's hard to, because you want your, your, your parental figures to be proud of you. So it's hard when you don't get that approval. And so I think that this scene definitely is when I really felt for the demon. And even the demon, like in previous episodes, kind of just looked like sad in general, where some mm -hmm. demons look menacing and fierce where this demon just all around just seemed so sad so sad and like brooding like something that was yeah. really upset with this demon in particular oh totally he had just this like also because this demon in particular never uh really aggressively attacked people he was very much distant compared to the other ones that were far more like a predator that went after mm -hmm. their prey this guy's just like i'm gonna do this from a distance because i'm upset <laughs> and so then this is that moment when Tanjiro compliments him right before slicing his neck. And I was just like, oh, that's, I don't know why, but it just made me so like teared up of just like, oh, really? he can, it, well, the giving respect, even though it's that, you know, situation, as you kind of said, Jamie, and I don't know, maybe it's that idea of you just, all he wanted was acknowledgement and finally someone gave it to him. And so it was just like, Oh, you felt bad for him, even though yeah, he I, I felt murder. bad for him like a little bit. But I think because like I've seen this story in anime before, or just really in any 
animated series, you know, where it's like my parents were mean and I'm taking <laughs> it out on them. Feel bad for me. Wah. And I think I was just like, all right, you're grown now, you know, like <laughs> it was just, but other than, other than that, I, it was sad, but I loved how Chanjiro was like paying respects, but mm-hmm. gotta go. He's like, no, I gotta kill you. <laughs> and I think he just, probably did that as a ploy because he could probably tell that this demon has so many things going on. And you're wondering like, even during these flashbacks, is that slowing the demon down as he's thinking about all these things that are triggering triggering him from his Mm -hmm. childhood? Tanjiro is so smart, he probably picked up on it and he was like, let me just compliment you. You're not expecting me to compliment you in battle. It's gonna throw you off guard and that gives me the opportunity to kill you. Mm-hmm. I agree, but I would also emphasize that I think Tanjiro would genuinely mean it, though. I don't think it would compliment. Yeah, for sure, for um, sure. Just as a thing. Because also, remember, he doesn't, Tanjiro does not step on the papers. And the demon even, even right. notices that. Doesn't step on his paperwork the way his father, did, um, Kyogai's father did. So I was like, oh, go Tanjiro for being such a nice person. Did he not step on the papers, though? Because I think he, I think, and I could be wrong, he, but I feel like in the episode he had said, um like if I step on the paper something happens too sorry there's something in my eye but yeah I feel like no, no, um I don't th- I think Tantro doesn't step on them not necessarily thinking out of respect initially because then he Tantro says the way I'm moving is better and breathing so I think it's more just the way he reflexed but then he noticed that the demon noticed so okay. then maybe he continued um, it's one of those we're getting real deep into the, <laughs> <laughs> the because we care yes um so yeah he has that moment and then that really cool moment where he has the little blood syringe which was kind of really weird and cool of throw it get the ge- get the blood and the magical messenger kitty what y'all think of the kitty so cute <laughs> It was so really cute. cute. At first, I was like, how are we sure that this cat is going to get this message across? Like, <laughs> you're too cute. You're walking too slow and dainty. Like, right. Yeah. Cats are very independent, you know, like right? they're not that trustworthy. Unlike dogs, they're so loyal. They're like, exactly. go fetch, go over there, go do this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. at, least, at least birds can fly. I'm like, can we trust this cat? I hope so. They have nine lives. Like, <laughs> yeah. There you and go. He had this special um, paper, so that was like his invisibility cloak, essentially. But so then yeah. we know that they got one of the lower six demons' blood, so we've been collecting, which is great. And then the thing that we've talked about a bit before, we have Tanjiro says, "Rest in peace to the demon." So he respects him, and Ollie, how you're picking up on that? That Tanjiro has way more empathy for demons than probably any other demon slayer out there, which maybe might come up again later. Uh, but then the demon like cries because he finally has recognition, which is kind of cute. Uh, and then everyone busts outside, but oh my gosh. So Ollie, what did you think of this moment? They bust outside. We see Inosuke and Zenitsu fighting over the box that we know our girl, best girls inside. And Tandra is just in there like WTF <laughs> is all over his face. <laughs> Well, first off, I was so proud of Zenitsu for like standing up and holding his own, like not even fighting. He was just like there to protect mm-hmm. the box and he doesn't know what's in the box. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, in the next yeah. episode, <laughs> he finally knows, <laughs> um, but he didn't know. He was just, he just wanted to protect that box for whatever reason. 
because mm-hmm. of Tanjiro. And so that showed, that gave me, that made me have so much more respect for him first and foremost, but also Inosuke was beating the crap out of him so much. I felt so bad. And then I'm thinking like, Tanjiro, you need to, you need to hurry up. Like, come on now, <laughs> he's getting dragged. Like, come yes. on, get your butt outside and oh. go kick this boar's ass because turn him into bacon. I don't even know, but cause I was like, I still am not <laughs> here for Inosuke. It really drives me crazy mm. because he's like the exact opposite of Tanjiro where he just like, mm-hmm. act, he's here to kill a demon. Like he's here, you know, I, I don't know. I need to know more about this character for sure. He's interesting, I'll say that, but um, I wanted Tanjiro to just beat up Inosuke cause there's no way you're gonna mess with best girl. No, I miss her too right. much. She hasn't mm-hmm. been in the episode, so. Tendro, yeah. I was glad that he finally came out because he was getting beat up and he was still watching. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no. yes, yes. <laughs> Get to work. Jamie, what did you think of all this commotion? Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, I I agree with you, Ollie. Like, Inosuke, like, I'm not really feeling him just because I'm like, all right, you were here for a job. You are part of the Demon Slayer <laughs> core and you are failing miserably while people are trying, while we're trying to protect children. And, you know, it's just crazy. Especially since he was already there. Like, did you defeat the demon? Like, you gave us all this work to do. So he kind of broke through the wrong way, but he is just a beautiful creature. I know that we'll get into that. But um, <laughs> yeah, just seeing the scene... Zenitsu just has like the best character. Usually like the more klutzy, goofy uh, characters, sometimes I'm not always a fan of because it's kind of redundant, but uh, even the pauses before he freaks out in in these certain scenes, they're hilarious. I think his one-liners, you know, uh, the fact that he doesn't believe in himself and he doesn't even realize his true potential and his abilities, I think that is actually beautiful because Mm. I'm excited to see that all unravel to find him like just really be a badass and just slay some demons. So I'm really excited for the potential of his character and I really like him. I also just love his cloak. I think he probably right. has like one of the better cloaks. Um, yeah. The yellow is gorgeous. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, now I'm so, yeah, no spoilers please for anybody watching. It's so fun hearing both of your thoughts on this because in rewatching, uh, I'll be honest, Zenitsu is not really my favorite, but these ep- this episode when he's defending the box i was like all right he really earned some major props of mm. just like i know it's important for tanjiro tanjiro said it's more important than life so i will protect it i was like oh he's even better than i remember uh but also the fact that we learn zenitsu knows there's a demon inside but he goes, it's all right. Tanjiro is just ca- pure kindness. I know it can't be something bad. <laughs> yeah. So you'll tell me about it later, which I'm like, that's mad props to him. Cause that's like trusting someone you don't really know. Right. Exactly. You'll tell me later, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Uh, and then Tanjiro can't take it anymore and charges in, which I agree, Ollie. I'm like, damn, hurry up and get out there and stop this fight now. <laughs> You're like, why are you taking so long? But I get the initial, like, what is going on? And then the kids are, like, crying on the side. There's a, uh, lot, go- there's a lot going on. There's a lot process there, yeah. So then we get to episode 14, the house with the Wisteria family crest. And it picks right up. Tanjiro gets that wicked punch, breaks some ribs. And, okay, if anybody's broken a bone, we learn also Tanjiro has broken bones. I'm sorry, I'd be incapacitated. I've broken my arm. <laughs> 
you're just like, I don't want to do anything. Everything hurts. So, oh, I just, I'm like, mm, no, but that, uh, I love that fight. What'd y'all think of that fight of they get this crazy fist fight? Cause okay, well we can't fight with swords cause it's taboo to fight each other, but all right, fight me with your fists. Yeah, I love Tanjiro. He plays no games. Nezuko mm -hmm. packs the heavy punch and so does he mm -hmm. clearly given knots on foreheads and breaking ribs and yeah but I also thought it was cool to see you know like learning we're we don't know a lot about these characters but we can see that mm -hmm. you know is very flexible he's very mm -hmm. limber so I just wonder more about his character and why he wears the boar head um and with um Tanjiro I, I just I love that he's like all right let's try this he's like he doesn't want to hurt him but they're both breaking mm -hmm. The rules. I was mad at Inosuke for even beating up Zenitsu, but I like that Zenitsu made a point like Tanjiro also broke his bones. That's also against the rules. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're all just kind of stuck with each other right now. <laughs> they're all in trouble. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they notice it. Uh, Tanjiro notices the really low fighting is like, oh my gosh, it's like a boar. And we get that super epic headbutt something's up with Tandra's skull that man he can do a mighty hit right. fine. and is like he's not even or um Zenitsu's like he's not even bleeding and that mask falls off and he's a beautifully faced man <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie you already kind of said he was attractive Ollie what did you think of this reveal of underneath this boar head is beautiful hair pretty eyes and almost like full lips of this crazy dude yeah i was shocked first of all like that came up before is uh not zunitsu uh tandra's head is like super strong wasn't that mm -hmm. in episode one or something i forget i forget sorry i apologize but that came up before was, so that mm -hmm. so that stood out to me um uh chandler chandler ingram said titanium cranium i love that <laughs> yeah. um but just seeing it i was shocked to see enosuke's face I'm not so much as shocked at like it's a beautiful feminine male face, but I was shocked to just even see his face this mm -hmm. early. I truly thought that we were going to just like have him completely <laughs> on, in his forehead this entire time. Maybe we'll see yep. like hints just to screw with like the audience because I'm used to anime <laughs> and animations doing that. Like edit and Eddie, we still don't know what's under Double D's hat. <laughs> like you know, like so I was truly expecting him to keep the, keep it on for like super long and maybe a shocking reveal at the end. So I was shocked. He's beautiful. I, I loved Zenitsu's uh, reaction to it. Oh my God, you're a woman. It's like, no, he's just a very beautiful <laughs> feminine male. But I think that's also funny because it's like, don't judge a book by its cover. You never know what a person, what's inside a person or what, what a person truly mm -hmm. looks like. Um, so it was definitely uh, shocking, but also cool at the same time. And so maybe he's, yeah. I don't know if he's uh, insecure about his feminine face. Maybe that's why he wants to look more intimidating um I don't know we'll see we'll see we'll find out we got a lot more digging yeah. to do yeah and then Tandra is like I can't fight you anymore you look like a girl <laughs> like, I don't hurt all face. right yeah <laughs> so Inosuke Hashibira I like how Tandra is like wait how do you spell that and he's like I don't know how to write and you're like wait a minute what and then he passes out all right then this is where the comedy also gets kind of like what so when they wake up and they're burying the bodies and being all respectful, um, Inosuke wakes up and is like, come on, fight me. And Tanjiro goes, no, 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 we're doing this. Oh, well, if you can't handle it. And he's, he's not being sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Jamie, what do you think of this bit? And even the kids realize, 
oh yeah they're not talking the same thing at all well I feel that's the thing like Tanjiro is a good person but he is very slick and I feel like, <laughs> like he was being I, oh, I, yeah. I, <laughs> and he was saying it just to get a rise out of you know mm-hmm. and it worked you know mm-hmm. but um and also because Tanjiro like even his personality around Zenitsu um in the beginning uh it's almost like he not that he knew that he was above Zenitsu but just like his morals and his mentality are whereas Zenitsu mm-hmm. is just a little more childish so he's like don't let me make you do anything like he has certain <laughs> standards that he holds his peers to and so um I think that he has like a very sly way of getting <laughs> once and I think yeah yeah, I I think that's his personality like just things that I've been picking up on but yeah I do like the subtle shade because he (laughs) deserved Enosuke deserved it just because he was trying to kill his sister so so the shade was deserved (laughs) at least in at least in this instance it was so funny because he says the oh you know if you can't handle it and then Enosuke later is headbutting trees and I'm like what is wrong with you um then we get to move into a nice reset time they're going to this place i mean we've all watched enough anime who was a little suspicious of like oh we're just gonna chill here and it's safe especially with the old like, mm. boys you know yeah. shout out to all the old ladies out there yeah. like creeped me out a little bit to where i was like i don't trust her and even the characters didn't really trust her at first either so I, mm-hmm. I was just expecting something to go down right there but yeah I know, right? I was also expecting, okay, there's got to be like a hot spring scene coming up with all the animes doing <laughs> yeah. it. Like, where's the hot spring scene? But yeah. I was, unfortunately, there was no hot spring scene. But no. Yeah, <laughs> but did you like the moment where they lay on the beds and Inosuke lays down all sexy and is like, this is my bed? <laughs> he has like laid out, like, oh, hi. I there. saw that. That was. <laughs> Was very like Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, like you yes. know those old R&B album covers, and they're all leaning, and it's like that's how you know the album is hot, like if that's if they're leaning over, and that's what it kind of gave me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's so funny, and I just love that he's trying to like really get Tandro, like come on, buddy, like get him upset. Tandro's like that's cool whatever bed you want oh you're hungry you want more food mm-hmm. yeah even when he was he broke his ribs he's like oh you should yeah. when they were fighting he's like you shouldn't move like that so it just yeah. shows that he's like caring but also jamie is like is jamie you brought up a good point is he like purposely doing that to like mm-hmm. upset him so that's like a new way for me to like process it as i watch ep- the episodes for now on so i'm like hmm is it shady or is he genuinely caring about other people so yeah i have to, I have to keep my i have to watch it twice now make sure I, I get everything like right <laughs> and we learned from the doctor all of them have broken ribs so ow oh my goodness no thanks uh we also learned now is when we learned that Nosuke is not a demon slayer member at all and he just stole the swords from somebody who was on the mountain and destroyed them to be that weird chainsaw kind of thing it was it made sense <laughs> wait what I said it was funny, but messed up at the same time. Like that poor demon slayer was probably just minding yeah. business mm-hmm. and then get killed and your sword taken. And then someone just kind of takes your spot. But the fact that he was able to do it, you know, hey. I mean, it shows he has skill and he says like, that's all I really want is to show how strong I am. So it's like, yay. 
I'm just like, what drives him? Funny. You know, like what drives right. him to even yes. do it? And he took the test and he was the first one up and the first one down. Yep. Like what motivates you for what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we get the epic part of the end where they're like, all right. And then I do really appreciate how Zenitsu goes into this of like, all right, nobody's saying it. I really want to know what's in the box. And what's in the box? And it just kind of like a horror movie starts to open. And cute little Nezuko pops out and then gets bigger. And Zenitsu freaks out. So, mm-hmm. Jamie, what did you think of this whole last bit and the Nezuko reveal? Nezuko is best girl. She's a cutie patootie. And um, Zenitsu, I thought it was I thought it was cute, but also creepy. This is just me. Like, even when we first meet him and he's, like, begging the girl to marry him. And then he's like, oh, Nezuko, now you're mine. But it is cute. And I'm like, what if they end up dating eventually? Who knows? People might ship it or write fan fictions about it. I would not be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was cute. It's just, like, he's, you know, girl obsessed. And I feel like we see that a lot in anime. So um, I don't mind it. I just want it to not be redundant like we see in other anime. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how how can I make this to where I'm interested in it? Because usually I like to ship couples too. But we it just started. But yeah, he has like this little obsession with Nezuko and it's cute. Yeah. yeah. Ollie, what do you think? I hope it's more like Brock, even though Brock is kind of out of control on Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as it's not Mineta from My Hero, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> even though Nezuko is badass and doesn't need a man. Uh, if like they, yeah, like if they want to get together, I don't know how that's going to work with a demon and like a human, but I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm ready to see where it goes, but I was honestly just happy to see her again. Cause she's been gone for like four episodes. Um, and it was really interesting how Inosuke like didn't react at all. He was just like, eh, I'm going to go to sleep too much yeah. to think about and just it's, see, knocked they out. Together. They would be super cute, but you know, and you never know, maybe they will eventually, you never know, but I like that you use Brock as a comparison. That's a great comparison because I forgot how girl crazy Brock was on Pokemon. I know, like every time they got to go to the Pokemon Center with Nurse Joy, he would go crazy <laughs> over Nurse Joy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, maybe Inosuke and Nezuko because they both got the ombre thing going on. I don't know. You know? I, I, wish, I wish Tanjiro had blurted out again and like, my sister, it's my right. sister. Like, dude, it's not. Don't like, know her right? little sister. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, that's not what's going on here. Um, yeah. But then they end that episode. Uh, any other thoughts on these episodes before we move on? Thought it was I thought it was a good batch. I'm excited uh, to see things. I'm just wondering, like, do we need more action right now, or do we need to just learn about the characters mm-hmm. more and see them in like in backstories or and just in different settings? So I'm interested in how that will, you know, occur. Right, because I feel like we had like half and half. It was like not a whole lot of action because we were just coming down mm-hmm. from like the whole house arc, and then it was just like this. This last episode was just all kind of like story building. So I'm interested in seeing like, or wondering like what's going to go down in the next two episodes. Cause I think we do need a little bit of break, but you know, me and Jamie and Carrie, we all love our action. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, whatever happens, I'm here for it. Cause I, it just keeps getting better and better and more exciting each week. Yeah. Get ready. We got some big stuff ahead. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, I'm like, well, uh, so we're going to hold on to our predictions. Um, we're going to just do a tiny bit of news. There's not a ton going on. Uh, first of all, definitely check out 
uh, Anime Expo Light and Funimations event that they're doing with Aniplex. Uh, go look online. They're having conventions, but they're online for the 4th of July weekend. So we're still going to get our fix, but I know it's not quite the same thing, but go check those out. We've tweeted about them on ABTV Anime. So if you want more information, go check that out. Check out the links. They're starting to announce a bunch of their panels. So that looks really cool. Also just wanted to briefly chit chat about, we talked a little bit about last week, um, the voice actress for Mirko getting announced in those episodes of My Hero coming out. And there's been a lot of, chit chat about it online uh so uh i apologize if i'm saying her name wrong but i want to say it's anaris uh a-n-a-i-r-i-s um so jamie i don't know if you want to uh you didn't get a chance to weigh on it before so this actress comes out with mirko most people are like super excited and then people are like not because fans online can be just dumb and the thing that recently i saw swirling around is they said she doesn't sound black and I'm like, oh, so in this voice actress is black. She mm -hmm. is black. Yes. Um, and I mean, it's that's really frustrating because the art of voice acting is to just use your voice. Um, there's no such thing as sounding like a race. And in people that say that sometimes it's people of the same community. It's so mm -hmm. toxic and damaging. And um, I think that you're you're literally just um stereotyping an entire race of people that you don't know. I don't know every single black person in the world or non-black person in the world. And I think that you just get to know that person, even the way I sound, I don't sound white. I don't sound black. I sound educated because I am. And that's that. And I, I also am a voice actor. I've done several different projects and I can change my voice. I don't have to sound like this. Um, and I think that to that voice actor, that's probably what she's been doing. And I, I think also just with actors in general, like um, what was it with Amanla um, Stenberg um, and Jennifer Lawrence? What was that movie? Why am I drawing a blank? Oh. I, I, as tribute, I, I, I forgot. Uh, Why? Uh, it's not, it's not Game of Thrones. It's um, with the oh arrows. Anyway, you know the movie. I think it's uh, just like at the tip of our Hunger time. Games? Hunger Games, there oh we my go. God. <laughs> I was like, oh, with Rue? When she played, um, when the, that black character came Rue. out, like, they were on arms because mm -hmm. they're like, well, she's not black. And it's like, not, there needs to be more roles for people of color anyway. If it's a voice acting job mm -hmm. and you can do voice acting until you're in your 80s or 90s, it should not matter the, literally the color of your skin. You gotta think about how dumb that sounds. Like, I don't right. know, you don't look like this character. A whole bunch of people don't look like their characters. And yep. I can voice of, of any race of characters. Like it's just giving life to that character. I don't have to actually have the same color skin. But anyway, um, the backlash is dumb. People need to be more open-minded and um, and just just do better. When you know better, you do better. And also, can I just say, I completely agree with everything you just said, Jamie. She literally did only three lines. Like that's all she, all Mur Mur Mirko had in that episode. So why are you judging her like right off the bat where Mirko is not even like fighting? She's not, it's just her voice. Like Mur it's literally mm -hmm. the, the uh, when they were announcing like the top 10. So it's like, yep. you're not even giving her like a full blown chance. She hasn't even had an, a full episode for her character to really dive into the role. It's an introduction people. And it's like crazy that like, we always want representation with our black voice actors and them voicing black characters but then when we finally do 
you're not happy still. So it's like, yeah, even black cosplayers, like I had seen like on Funimation's Instagram page and it was like Black History Month, probably last year. And they were posting black cosplayers and they were like, but this character's not black or no, this person doesn't have mm-hmm. hair like this. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you guys are missing the whole point of cosplay. Like, and it's, it is because they're black. Like people just have certain expectations and stereotypes of my people. And when they meet other black people that don't meet those stereotypes, they are literally confused and they don't know how to take us. Like I have met plenty of non-black people that when they meet me, they don't know what to think. And it's like, just get to know me, it's okay. So um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but we will prevail. And let me just say, you know, when you guys hear me on an anime show, because I will be on one, um, I wish you would give me backlash. I'm gonna <laughs> pop off, so I'm ready in advance. You guys can come back to this video and be like, she did tell us, you know. <laughs> no, I love it, because that actress too, I've um, been following her tweets and she really has been so great in as a response to all that negative toxicity coming at her. And a good point of, even if you don't, because I mean, the dub versus sub is a whole other argument in a way too. But there is no reason to be coming at them as an individual because you don't like it. Like, that's just rude. Like, let's it's just start just there. Only the- because they're Black. Like, there's yeah. so many other non-Black voice actors who voice characters drawn by, a lot of times, Japanese animators. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they have to be, look or be a certain way or a certain ethnicity. It's just so dumb. And think of, like, um, Cree Summer. A lot of the cartoons we grew up on, she did some Black characters, but she did a lot of non-black characters too Mm -hmm. um and i she killed it and i didn't hear her getting any backlash so right yeah don't be mad when you hear me voicing purple and white (laughs) and blue people and black people it's gonna happen yeah and last thing i'm just really happy that the the voice acting community had her back you know i saw Mm -hmm. like xena was there yes uh, ryan cole i missed uh, this (laughs) y'all like it was because i i just followed her because i didn't know like because when uh, we announced it last week. I was like, oh my God, I have to follow her. I like, Mirko mm-hmm. is going to be like my queen next season for my hero. So <laughs> I just want, I'm happy that everyone's been supportive of her despite the stupid, unneeded, unnecessary, disgusting, and racist backlash that she got. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those, it's been crazy, but Ollie, totally second that. Go voice acting community. Totally has had her back and it's great. And they're voice actors. Respect them. Respect their job period yes um, thank you everybody i'm glad we got to chat about this because it's it's a part of it i mean we watch anime this is part of the discussion online mm-hmm. and part of the discussion is learning everybody and listening so yay all right the other little thing before we do predictions since it's father's day we're going to do a quick shout out to some anime dads that we like and you know we we're kind of talking about that there's not a ton of anime dads that are that great there's a <laughs> lot of anime moms but not as many dads but if there are other anime dads you like totally comment down below i I was scrolling through a list i'm like "Eh, i guess i don't know who these people are (laughs) but um so let's go through a couple of our favorites um so we'll get those visuals coming up for you uh ollie you want to kick it off with our soul eater representing (laughs) yes well first i had trouble figuring out my favorite dad but then i was like wait i love soul eater one of my favorite animes Hello, Death, Lord Death. He is the uh, father of 
uh, Death the Kid, super kooky, wacky, yes. crazy character, but he <laughs> does not play around when he has time to fight and throw down. He is there with his raper chop. Uh, so, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it just like thinking of him, I, I was so happy to cover the show with you guys like, like mm-hmm. last year, I think it was, but he's such a fun character and such a kooky, fun voice. Um, that goes kooky but also he can do the creepy too but um definitely got to show him some love uh yeah so we love you lord death <laughs> happy father's yes. day yay nice uh jamie you had a couple you had one and then a runner-up yes okay so the first one i want to show you guys is vegeta and when i show you guys these pictures of these fathers i chose specific <laughs> scenes um that showcased why they were such good fathers and so The picture I have with the mug um, of Vegeta is when he is in his Majin Vegeta form. Um, And, you know, it's just incredible. I think Vegeta, he was, he's one of the best anime and animated characters of all time. I said what I said. He has one of the best (laughs) character developments. He is also part of one of the best anime couples of all time, completely unexpected. He started off as evil and as the Prince of All Saiyans and his planet was destroyed, literally. Um, And he had to find a new life on earth and he he became good. But this scene, without the mug, (laughs) but this scene (laughs) on his forehead is when he becomes evil on purpose because he's like, I want to be bad again. Like I'm a dad now and things are just (laughs) different. I'm the Prince of All Saiyans. Like I need respect and he's just blowing up people. But in that scene, he literally uh, risks his life for the whole world that he used to try to destroy. So I thought that was incredible. So my next one as a runner up, I'm gonna call him a stepdad and this would be for Piccolo. Piccolo in this picture, you can see him standing with his arms wide out protecting Gohan. Um, and he was, he was pretty much taking care of Gohan while Goku was away. Goku is not a good father. I said what I said, <laughs> he is very absent. And all he wants to do is fight and train. Sounds abusive to me. So uh, Piccolo trained Gohan and he risked his life and died. He eventually came back to life. But yeah, great series, Dragon Ball Z. If you have not seen it, make sure you do. It is worth every episode um, or do Kai if you don't want to do all the fillers. But yeah, those are my (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And then for mine, I have Shiro Fujimoto from Blue Exorcist. And so we've covered fathers, stepfathers. This is adoptive father uh, for Rin and Yukio. So he is a father and a father. And he takes care of these two kids and, you know, deals with the children that are also the sons of Satan. You know, no big deal. Uh, And it's a really cool character because he does his best. And it's not, you know, biologically his children. But he takes care of them, raises them the best he can and will literally give his life for them. So he's a really cool character. And if you haven't watched Blue Exorcist, it's a really cool show. Uh, and yeah, like I thought this picture was so cute. He's like waving and like being <laughs> adorable. And it's funny cause he's like similar to death in terms of can be super comedic and very serious as well. So that's always kind of fun to I love, watch. Yeah, I love that we all had like different types of fathers cause there's different types yeah. of fathers. We've got step, yeah. actual fathers, uh, <laughs> uh, was it, uh, adoptive father. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Chandler in the chat mentions Kazuma from Fruits Basket and Byakuya from Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone one. I'm like, yes, Fruits Basket. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, yeah, that too. The dads. I'm like, I as don't remember as, that character though. But yeah, as long as it's not Nina's dad from Full Metal Alchemist. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what? Man. 
Terrible. Yeah. Also, shoes out. Uh, shout out. Major cues. Still <laughs> too, too soon. Oh, Never God. gonna. Now that's always bad. Worse, always dad. Worse, okay. dad. <laughs> Worse. Yes. So share your favorite anime dads in the comments below. What did you think of our choices? So let's get into some quick predictions. Predictions. All right. Ollie, now, Jamie, who's burning with some predictions. TV. I don't have I feel like the only prediction I have is just about like the demons. I feel like we'll find eventually we're gonna find out more about Kibutsuji. I'd actually love to see him next episode, but I don't know if we actually will. I feel like it's just gonna be more of a Zenitsu and Inosuke and Tanjiro and Nezuko. And they'll probably be in some different area, but I really want to these characters now. I just want to learn more about them right here before we meet anybody else personally. Right. As you think the Demon Slayer, forgive me, I forgot his name already, but the first one that we met that helped Tanjiro out, you know, oh, I yeah. want to see more. Um, I want to uh, see more of what Nezuko can do rather than stay in a box the whole time. So yeah, it's just, um, I just want to see more of what they can do. And I would love to see Kubutsuji again. Uh, not, not like in a good way, but like I would like to see more of his character. Uh, mm -hmm and see more about him. So that's really exciting. All right, and Ollie? I agree, I wanna see more about, learn more about her characters. I think Inosuke is gonna maybe have trouble getting along with Nezuko because she's a demon and he just seems mm -hmm. so like, kill, 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 and doesn't really think of like an emotional response to certain situations. He just kind of acts on impulse. Um, so yep. I think that he might have trouble with that. Um, uh, I just had a thought, but I completely forgot it. But I think what this way, what's great about this anime, every time it ends, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, it's not really predictable other than like, I just hope Nezuko doesn't turn back to a demon because she's so cute. I keep saying that, but um, it's just- Doesn't really, turn back to a human? It's just, yeah, that's what I meant. Because <laughs> she's so cute as a demon. But it's yeah. so unpredictable, at least in my perspective as a new fan of the show. But I'm just ready for whatever happens. And uh, I expect the unexpected all the time. Yay, nice. I'm looking forward to uh, you all seeing the next chunk of stuff. Um, I'm like, yes and no. That's all I'll say for the predictions. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, thank you so much to everybody who watched, joined us live, watching later. We still love you as well. Again, comment down below your thoughts on the episode. Make sure to give the video a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. We've had some amazing voice actor guests on the show, and we do have a lot more coming up. So you're going to want to stay tuned for who we're going to have joining us. And speaking of who's with us now, let's say where we can find each other online. Jamie, where can people find you online? Hi, guys. You can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray, or better yet, on Instagram at Jamie Gray. My name is spelled J-A-I-M-I-G-R-A-Y. And Ollie. Hey, guys. It's Ollie. You can find me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Ollie Dreamer. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And also check out our Twitter for the show, which is ABTV Anime. So we post a lot of press releases, updates about anime, manga, and games coming out, and convention news. So check that out. Again, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. See ya! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.